0: Thank you so much, all of you, for coming this evening. Before we start, I'm just going to give a few quick shout-outs and maybe contextualize a little bit why we're here and what we're doing tonight. These Glitch Shorts this evening um, will feature work by Salome Sega, Anais Duplan, Casper Heinemann, Shawne Mikulain Holloway, Zarina Muhammad, E. Jane, Jen Nikuru, Tabitha Razar, and Victoria Sin. We're here to congregate for an evening of resistance in celebration of radical sound, bodies, and nightlife. Brought to you here AFK at our beloved ICA for and by Glitch Feminists and Glitch Feminism. So what is Glitch Feminism? Glitch Feminism is a creative and political exploration of how the internet as material can expand or glitch the construct of the binary body. It deploys the language of glitch, impositing that an error within the flawed machine that we operate within, one that disproportionately enacts violence on historically othered bodies, is actually not an error at all, but rather an integral systems correction to the mechanics of culture and society as we know it. With that, we are going to kick off. So let's get started and kick off with this um, crazy word, the F word, that has brought us here this week. This strange, kind of confusing, exhilarating, sometimes divisive, productive, challenging, political, politicized word, feminism. Given the ongoing discussions today about feminism and intersectionality, I'd love to hear a bit from each of you about what your relationship is to this word. And by extension, considering what's been on the sort of summit for this week um, your meditations on maybe what post-cyber or cyber might mean what is your relationship to the digital
1: I would say I connect to feminism in the way that I think of it as a uh, walk-to-water water quality so in that I identify with it I think one of the problematics of feminism that always kind of comes up is the fact that it is uh, kind of based on uh, this kind of idea of difference and that's something that I think is always kind of a bit problematic so I, I kind of identify more with the kind of going towards intersectionality which is where I think that cyber feminism kind of uh, walks towards. Um, in terms of digital that is where I have kind of chosen to to make my home I guess in terms of predominantly where I like to practice. I think that I'm very interested in kind of what's emerging and I think that the digital um, kind of is one of the key sites or kind of host spaces of this of the glitch and of of these things that are emerging it's kind of a, a key site where you see that happening so that's why I've kind of uh, paid attention to that
2: great great so I don't necessarily identify as a feminist, but I identify as a womanist, um, which is a term that Alice Walker coined or defined in the 1980s um, through her womanist definition, which you can find in her text *In Search of Our Mother's Garden*. And I think womanism is sort of like an expanded definition that I think relates to feminism. That's more about not necessarily just black women, but thinking about the black woman's experience and what the black woman goes through in the world, and like how she can love herself. And like, like there's a line in it where she says, "loves herself regardless." Um, and there's another one where she says like loves the moon, loves laughter, loves the spirit, loves dance and I I think that for me um, finding that in grad school was sort of a a way for me to, like I feel like I felt feminism was, was quite restrictive or not intersectional in enough ways for me and I felt like womanism was sort of like Alice Walker's attempt to address the lack of intersectionality in feminism and sort of make a place for black women there so that's sort of where I see myself inside of that. In terms of um, post-cyber I kind of think about post-cyber like I think about post-net in general in terms of like like Mark Tribe um, who was one of the founders of Rhizome um, once told me that like you know post-net is sort of like like post the internet as in like after Cezanne and so I think about like post-cyber in that same way where it's sort of like you know after sort of like um the cyber world being built up in a certain way us being able to connect with one another through the internet and things of that nature like how our lives function after I guess that new turn in um like postmodernity. and my relationship to the digital is that I primarily work online because um I think being a black woman in the world like a lot is expected of you and asked of you and online i can set really strong boundaries. My thoughts on it are a bit changing because like you know you can't breathe air and air, you can't breathe air and you can't drink water on the internet um, and you and you can't like you know like you need trees to to live and all these things and so i've been actually branching out into the world more but still finding that the place i can set my strongest boundaries is in the digital realm. So
0: the history of cyber feminism, as we know, right, is like very complicated. It kind of can be triggering even for some people. I guess this idea of utopia that's run through it, um, that kind of has been deeply mined as people have thought about cyber feminism is something that I find to be really challenging. Do you guys have any thoughts about maybe where it has landed or ended up? I mean, given the fact that obviously this is a very um, complex history and has it even landed or have we moved beyond it in any way? I think that it definitely
3: hasn't landed. You know, we're here talking about glitch feminism and post-cyber feminism, and that just shows the urgency that we're trying to find a way to kind of materialize these ideas, at least the kind of very utopian cyber feminism. But I actually think that kind of interestingly, it maybe has formalized in an industry that is a bit surprising for it in a way, and I would go for it, actually the most tradition the more traditional kind of tech industry where you suddenly see women taking super powerful high positions in industries that are emerging from tech like, Um, human-eyed robots and AI sex robots and then you see professors like Kate Devlin who's founding the um, Love and Sex with Robots conference and making monumental work and kind of placing women at the forefront of um, sex tech, um, an industry that was traditionally super male-dominated but because technology went into it suddenly emerged into actually A different sphere and how do we get women to be at the forefront of that or you know other apps for example like natural cycles where suddenly we're using technology to kind of liberate our bodies from maybe traditional medicine and that in a skewed way maybe is a form of cyber feminism maybe not how we thought it would be kind of 15 years ago but enters
0: into that world um, so, I will wrap up here with each of you with a very deep thanks. thanks. Tamar, E, and Shira, thank you very much. Um, and so, we'll see you soon. Thank you.